Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and today I have such an amazing guest for you guys. I always tell you that I have amazing guests. I know this, but I know this gal personally. She's one of my good friends. She is um, in the same mastermind that I'm in. We like work really closely together, and one of the things that we have done in the past um, you know, couple of months of working together as peers is really kind of show each other and be reflections for each other's gifts. And this woman, let me just tell you the energy that she brings to anything that she does. It just takes my breath away. Um, and she's a wonderful human being and you guys are going to get so obsessed with her. So without further ado, I am introducing to you Vivian Gerard. She's an energy guide, but I'm working on getting her to talk about way more things that she does uh, because she is just like a universe and a human. So you're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome, Vivian, or as I call her, Vivi. Welcome. Oh, thank you. A universe and a human. I don't know that I could have been described any better. Thank you. You're so welcome. But it's true, though. I just think that about you. I'm like, oh, and there she is. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I drink her. I drink her energy, y'all. Thank you. So <laughs> people don't usually come out of school and decide that they want to be an energy guide, right? Like, it's not something that you that you aspire to. So how do we get from, you know, flipping the tassel to where you are now? Great story. Isn't it funny? I'm sure everyone has the story of how they started the journey. And well, I majored in international business. So I was going to open up a big hotel, like a resort, and I got a BS in management and BA in Spanish. And then I found my first international job and I was selling hardwood floors in container loads to different countries that I didn't even know the languages of. <laughs> so I was sitting in an office doing internet email. That was it. I thought this is not what I want to do. So I ended up sort of traversing through business and nonprofit. Um, and then I got married. I had children. I stayed home. I was a stay-at-home mom for years. Loved it. Um, soaking up, you know, books on personal development and working with my friends on all the things that they had problems with. And in the meantime, like my whole world was collapsing internally. I was in a marriage that wasn't fulfilling my needs or his and just feeling like, what am I doing with my life? And so when I decided to get a divorce, I started working with an energy coach and she taught me how to read energy, which I thought, how do we not all know how to do this? It's actually so intuitive. We all know how to do this. And so I loved it so much. I quit my job, my full-time job, because I'd gone back to work with the divorce, quit my job and started working for her and worked with her for years and then decided I need to do this myself in my own way. And so I opened my own business in 2016 and I've been living my dream <laughs> ever since then. And I'm sure it's like you, there's the way we have this idea of what it will be like to own our own business and to just have clients walk in the door and it's going to be so simple and we're just going to manifest all the things and we know how to read energy. So we'll read the energy and it's 
it's so hard at times to be an entrepreneur, which is why I love that you have this podcast. We can design it and we can dream it and then you have to actually implement it and all your stuff comes up and then you got to work through all your stuff and then you got to go to the next layer and then it's just this journey and I I was thinking and I said this to my husband the other day, I couldn't have designed how good it is now and I know I'm just getting started. It's it's just becoming more structured and the foundation is set and I feel like it's this business is going to the stratosphere. And you're doing it all with great hair, which I feel personally is kind of unfair. Like, seriously, I'm like, oh, my gosh, here I am, like, trying to figure this out. And Vivi's just um, up here with this, like. This is highlighted. Oh, my God. <laughs> the short do, the long do, the straight do. The... Oh, my God. The hair so does cute. what it wants to do. You're so cute. And for those of you listening who are like, I want to see her hair, you can find <laughs> this on YouTube. You can find it in my Facebook group, which is um, Designed to Dream on Facebook. So there's a little plug for you. Um, because our hair is adorable. Okay. So I have so many things I want to dig into. And so I'm just going to be intuitive about it and kind of go where my brain takes me. So you mentioned reading energy, um, and you, you kind of prefaced it by saying that it's something that everybody can do or should be able to do. Tell me more about that. Like, tell me, what do you mean when you say reading energy, like define that for us. And then like, what do you mean when you say that? Like, it's something that everybody can learn to do. Absolutely. It's a great question. Reading energy, the way that I learned to do it, the woman who taught me had gone to classes and learned how to do it herself. And so she just was doing the work. So I showed up for a session on a phone and she would say, here's what I see. Here's what I feel. And she would tap into stories from my childhood. She would explain exactly the dynamic with my parents, with my friends, with my husband, with my children, blowing my mind over and over. I'm like, how, how do you know this? It's like you're inside my mind and you're reading. It's exactly what she's doing. And so when I started learning to do it, there's a structured way that you can learn to read energy. And it's, it's um, the simplest way to describe it. It's like you pick one image that you see that everybody knows. So she used a rose. You just pick a, you close your eyes and you see a rose on a screen. And then as you're looking at the rose, you overlay an energy or, or a, a topic or a relationship that you want to look at. So you see a rose like you normally would, right? It's got a stalk, it's got leaves, it's got the pretty little thing, there's some thorns on it. You overlay on that in your mind, the relationship that you're in. And then you see what the rose does. So the rose could droop. And then you start to talk and you say what you're seeing and your consciousness is showing you information through this generic image of a rose. You can clear the screen and then you overlay the image of your career or your business or whatever it is you want to look at. And so the rose does different things based on the energy that you bring into the image. So that's how I started learning. What I found is the more I did it, the more I could see, the more I talked, the faster it came, the more I practiced, the more I would get in other senses. So I would hear things. I would see words. I, it was like I could see movies playing in my mind. And it was me tapping into a story from someone's past or what ended up happening is past lives, parallel lives, other places where souls play. And so it just became this magic. <laughs> I do believe anyone who's interested can practice a skill and get better and better at it and develop your trust. And then all of a sudden you're just doing the thing. So I think reading energy is the same way. It almost reminds me of how my husband describes his remote viewing training, where they yeah. pick a coordinate in time, yeah. and then they like start bringing in imagery 
that kind of like tells them what they're looking at, but they're really careful not to say, oh, it's a bridge or, oh, it's this or, oh, it's that. So I wonder if it's like recognizing an energetic moment in time when time's not linear of like pulling in, I I guess like the focal point would be that person's consciousness, right? So Mm -hmm. like the, the landscape is that person's consciousness that's the map and then going in, right? Is it kind of like that? Would you say, or am I? No, you're totally on track. Remote viewing is a great word. There's a description by Richard Rudd. He talks about the morpho energetic field. So he wrote the gene keys and he describes it as there's this energetic field that everything exists within. And so you and I, and this podcast and my house and your house and the uh, cities we live in, all of it exists in a morpho energetic field when you set the intention that you want to tap into that field and you want to focus on a certain thing, you just enter the field and there's data sitting there for you. You can do it just in this construct of earth, or you can access data from outside of earth, from wherever you want to go. That's so fascinating. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wherever you want to go. Where do you want to travel? Like you just go where you want to go. (laughs) So if anybody wants to know who I want to be trapped on a remote island with, it's this lady right here. Okay. We're going to have fun. Oh my gosh. The things we could dream design from an island where nobody was interrupting us. I know. Nothing would have to be done, but design dreams. We could create a whole new world. (laughs) I know. I I feel like we already like low key are. Let's do it. (laughs) The five twins over here. Um, Yeah. So... You guys would not know. Hmm? Your kids would miss you. I wouldn't take you away from them. (laughs) Not yet. We could, we could beam them down like on a (laughs) helicopter, like once a week and then like bring them, it'd be fine. Um, Your kids would miss you too though. But um, what was I going to say? So you guys don't know this, but something that transpired this week, it's kind of awkward, um, is that (laughs) I learned that I had my human design wrong. (laughs) I know. Let's talk about this. So a long time ago, I had, I don't know if I just made up my birth time. I don't know what I was thinking, but I had one of those, like when I very first started thinking about human design, I had one of those booklets made The Erin Claire Jones does this thing, this blueprint. So I had one done on this. Who knows what I was thinking? I mean, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I had a couple glasses of wine or something. I have no idea, but I picked I knew I was born in the morning and I picked the time of 7.43 a.m. So everything that I had, you know, um, historically of my human design was based on this booklet that I kept in my room, that I kept around. And so that was the human design chart that like was imprinted in my mind. It was the one I took a screenshot of that was in my phone. And so it became, it kind of became memorialized through the converse, you know, through the conversations and everything. Um, And then at some point, my mom sent me a bunch of stuff and I recognized my birth time had, you know, was 8.21 a.m., which wasn't, it wasn't super far, um, but it was enough. And so (laughs) I was talking um, on a call a couple weeks ago to one of my mentors, a week ago to one of my mentors, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about my 5-1 energy. And she's like, you're a five one and you're a five. And that's what Vivi is, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about that in a minute. So you're a five one, you're a five one. And, you know, you prolific energy and you're meant to be this big, you know, thing and like transpersonal and like something about that just didn't resonate for me. Mm-hmm. Like 
five ones love pressure. They love to be under pressure. I hate pressure. I hate when someone tells me to do something. I don't like it. And I don't like to be around people. And I'm sorry, you guys, I adore you all. And I love this connection we have over the internet. And I would love to sit side by side and look at like, you know, Cosmo and Real Simple Magazine with you. But like, I don't, I'm, I'm not like a, like a joiner, right? And all of that was very dissonant to what I was told that my human design was. So I was like, why can't I decondition this? Why can't I get out of like, this is who I'm meant to be. And I've been studying this and I have gene key questions for you in a minute, but I've been studying this for a while. And now all of a sudden, like I recognize that it wasn't that I was a traumatized five, one, I'm a five, two. Yes. And that couple of minutes flipped me over to where now, instead of the foundational energy of like, Oh my gosh, I want to research everything. And I want to be the expert. It became, I'm the hermit. <laughs> I literally mm-hmm. am the hermit and hearing that and knowing that, and that I'm here for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for me, for the world to watch me be here for me and be inspired yeah. by me being here for me is yeah. very different than Vivi's here for the world. Vivi's yeah. here for the world to exist for the world. And, th- and that feels good to her, right? Like mm-hmm. she's here to heal the world for the world. I'm mm-hmm. here to heal me for the world. And that is like a tiny little shift. Huge, huge difference. That just absolutely blew yeah. my mind. And as someone who, you know, works with human design and, and I consider myself to be an expert, at least, you know, an, an entry level expert, if you will, mm-hmm. been studying it for about two and a half years. That was kind of a blow to my ego a little bit mm-hmm. to get my own human design wrong. Okay. <laughs> So let me tell you my match to that story, which you will find fascinating. I never really explored astrology a lot until I started reading energy. And I'm like, what is this astrology thing? It's so wise. How do people not you know, do this all the time? And my mom didn't know my exact birth time, but it was somewhere around three o'clock in the afternoon. So I went with three o'clock in the afternoon and that's what I've been using. And it has me because I was right on the edge. It has me as a Gemini rising. So I love Gemini. I'm all about Gemini. I'm all about the duality. And I've been embracing the Gemini for most of the time that I've learned astrology. When I turned 50, my friend um, who reads astrology said, I'm going to read your birth chart and just give you some extra stuff. And she came back to me. She said, I just don't quite understand this part. What are you sure you know your time? And I said, well, it could be this or it could be this. And she said, let me try it both ways. She tried three o'clock and she tried 3.30 in the afternoon. And it took me from Gemini rising to Taurus rising. And she said, here's how you're going to know if you're a Taurus rising or not. And she told me all these description things. I'm like, that's me. That that's me. Not that this one. <laughs> so when I turned 50, I changed my birth chart and I was born at 311 because I like the number 11. I decided to use that. <laughs> and so I became a Taurus rising. And ever since then, it's just fallen into place. And it makes so much sense. I, I want beauty. I thrive on beauty. I love the grounded connection to things. I mean, there's just so much that is more me than Gemini. So I get you. It's okay. Yeah. And what if it's perfect that we both had those experiences of believing ourselves to be that and learning about it until we weren't that. And then we decide to be this. There's nothing wrong. And how, and how much more gratitude do I have now? Like how much more can I value that? Because for a really long time, I was like, I don't want to. And, and again, I'm saying this and you're sitting right here. So it sounds bad. But like, I don't, I don't want to be this prolific energy that like lived to, to, you know, to, to be vilified 
Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking like five ones are like Buddha and Jesus was probably a five one, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like Nelson Mandela and Hitler and Anne Frank and all of these Malcolm X and all these prolific human beings. And like, I just don't know that I really wanted to be part of that. And now I don't have to be, you get to be. So haha, here you go. Hysterical is how many people use the word prolific with me. They're like, you just create so much content. You just are doing so many things. I'm like, I have so much to say. I have so many things to tell the world and the world needs to hear them in all these different formats. So I've got this and this, they're like- I don't. And they told me that I should. And like the five one has all these things to say and they're visionaries and and I'm still a visionary, but I'm a visionary for myself. I love that. And the visionary for myself and my own introspection is here to influence by proxy, so to speak. Yes, yes. Well, and that ties into what you were just posting on Facebook about being a channel for source. When, when you're hermiting and you just allow yourself to be that conduit, what comes through you is so pure and it can just be directed at whoever it needs to go to. It doesn't have to be for the whole world. You can change so many people's lives by just targeting, giving them this amazing gift. And then they go be the leaders. They go change the world. And it's cool to watch what happens when they get that, that information, you know, like it's really cool to watch them like just kind of (laughs) go. And then they go off and do something and then right away they come back and they're like, so I did this thing and here's the thousands of dollars I made or here's the whatever. And if I could, I I, I still need, I still need, we're going to have to talk offline because I still need to figure out how I'm packaging all of that because I'm I'm still not really sure of like what that's going to look like, you know, IRL. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, completely. Um, There was a question I was going to ask you. It wasn't about that though. It was about, hold on. It was about, because we were talking about channeling. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, just real quick on the channeling thing. So the other day, somebody posted something about channeling and she mentioned, oh, I channeled this being. And it was super triggering for me. Mm -hmm. And it was super triggering for me because my understanding of channeling, I don't have like an entity that I talk to. Mm -hmm. I have tapped into like some of the goddess energy. Like I was working with Artemis for a little while. I'm still, okay. Yes. I'm still working with her, but, (laughs) but what I, my understanding, and I'd love to just hear your understanding. And if, if we agree, when I think of channeling energy, to me, it's like there's all this source energy up there that that understands and is egoless, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It understands the consciousness down here. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's how that goes together. Like, you know, I, I understand that. So when you tap into consciousness, for me anyway, it doesn't have an identity. For mm-hmm. me, it's just source. It's just energy. It's just like coming through me as wisdom. Mm-hmm. For me, when someone says they tap into a direct entity, what I think of is that that person needed the energy to come through in that way for them to make sense of it and for it to resonate for them. And so they kind of like ordered a package of energy dressed up as whatever it is that they were trying to contact. Yes. And I feel like there's a synchronizing or a hooking up that sometimes happens. So for example, I channel books, like that's how, that's how I receive energy. I get this knowledge or uh, nudge from the universe that says, Hey, there's a book that wants to come through. You need to sit down and you've got to do this. And it's my choice to say, do I want to synchronize up with this channeling that's going to come? If I say yes, and I sit down, it comes and then a book comes through. So I believe if someone wants to channel like Abraham Hicks with Esther Hicks, right? 
she chooses to synchronize with an energy that she's called Abraham and they bring through messages that are more like collective or for groups of people. John Edwards, he hooks up with whoever he's going to tune into in the audience that has someone who's passed, an individual through him to that person. But it's still a collective message because they give us wisdom about the collection, collective experience. I think if someone is saying, I channel a, a spirit or I channel Jesus or I channel Buddha, I believe it's because there's some agreement that they're going to be the voice for that energy. My curiosity is, how legit is everyone? Like, <laughs> How legit are we all in our family? Someone the other day said that, oh, guess what? I channeled Abraham. And I'm like, that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a thing. Like, then why do we need Esther? If everybody yeah. can just channel Abraham, why do we need Esther? Right? Like, I, I think that. I was going to say, here's how I know truth. When you hear someone channeling and you feel the like shivers, they're channeling. Yeah. That's how I receive it. If you don't feel the like match of energy, I, I don't know. Or maybe yeah, it's not. No, for me. not for I me. agree. And and for a really long time, I had a hard time owning that it was channeling that I was doing. I was like, mm -hmm. oh no, it's no, I don't even know if this is right. And people would just like, when I would pull cards yes. and they'd just be like, how do you know that? You know, because you have the same as shivers. Because <laughs> every time, every time you think you're lying, like every time when we're in our, we, we are all in a community together. And sometimes apparently I just interrupt everybody and start blurting stuff out. I'm not there for that, but they say that this is what happens. But every time, like, as I start to like recognize that I'm going to say something, I'm like, what if this is the time that they look at me and go, no, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't resonate with that. Like there's always that fear every single solitary time. Every time I read cards, I'm waiting for someone to be like, yeah, that doesn't resonate. I don't even have that problem. And in like two years of doing it, it's never happened ever. Mm -hmm. And it's never lukewarm either. It's never mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I could see that. It's like, mm -hmm. how the heck did you know that? But mm -hmm. it brings up, you know, the conversation of like, we like, what do we even know? Like what the bleep do we know? Right? Like, what do we even know that we, we think these things are so incredible and so crazy, but like, what if it's just that we have such a limited understanding of what consciousness is yes. and there yes. isn't anything crazy about it. It's just the way things are. Right. Yes. Yes. And I feel like we're going to have more and more of that expansion of playing with that over the next 20 years. It's just going to be incredible to this see. Is the I know. Oh People are going to be so excited. They're going to channel and channel and things are going to ping awake. And we're going to remember this place. Remember when I did that thing? It's going to be mind blowing. And you'll be sitting there. I've been channeling for 10 years. <laughs> oh my goodness. That'll be, I do. <laughs> that'll be pretty amazing. Yeah. And all the people that like, you know, gave me a hard time about it will have made their way across the <laughs> rainbow into the next level. And they won't have to worry about that anymore. And I say that with all the love in my heart. If you think that you are included in that, you probably are. But I love you. <laughs> okay. So my Gene Keys question. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like human design is the gateway drug to the hard drug that is Gene Keys, right? Yes. But so in that respect, it feels like there's resonance there, yeah. like that you can go from one to the other. And I made the mistake of buying the audio book of the Gene Keys. <laughs> but like, I have such a hard time making that leap. I understand the gift. I understand mm -hmm. the city. I understand. 
I understand what they are. Heaven mm-hmm. forbid you look at your gene keys chart, you guys, like you're going to need to take a sensitive. Yeah. Luckily the way that the software works, you can hide parts of it. So you can like <laughs> slowly acclimate, but like, what would you suggest? Or like, how can I, with a human design background, like, it seems like everybody's like, Oh, but the gene keys kind of like walk me through, you can read my mind. Like, tell me what I need to hear right now about that. Mm. What do you need to hear? You don't need to like feel stressed or worry that you have anything you're missing. You know, human design and you're using it in a way that serves you and it serves your clients. So keep doing what you're doing. I think gene keys to me is a much more personal journey. It doesn't feel like something I would do with clients. I know people. No, no, no. Just for me. Just for me. Yeah. It's a personal journey. And the way that I started, I didn't learn anything about human design just until I started joining this mastermind group. I never looked at it. I just worked on gene keys. I know. And now you keep telling me these things. I'm like, that's so smart. That's amazing. Yeah. I like that. For gene keys, I bought the book and I did the holographic profile. And then I picked my four life, life things, the, the big reasons why I'm here, my main purpose. And I read just those four chapters. And once I did that, I was completely hooked. Like he is looking into my soul. That is exactly why I came to earth. This is exactly what I want to be doing with my time. This is where I get hung up in the shadow. This is where I've learned to step into the gift. This is the goal of what I would really love to master next. And so it showed me me. And then I expanded from there. But I studied the Gene Keys for two years. It took me a year just to read the book. And I would just do it in little nuggets as I felt ready. So it feels more like... um, just this contemplative journey inward that has no rush and no deadline. There's no test on it. You just take little nuggets in when you're ready and then it'll always be exactly what you need to hear. And it's just incredible. The journey of jinkies. So do you feel like so human design? I feel like, you know, first you, you learn all the big four, right? Like you learn your profile and your authority and all those things. And then you kind of, after a while you go through and you start to look at your, your planets. So is it the same with gene keys? Like you kind of like understand those four things. And then from there you start to dig into your, do you, do you have planets in there? No. No. So you would start with your four main purpose of life. And then if you want, you can go into relationships. So there's a Venus sequence that has some of the same ones, but a couple new ones. And those explore how you are in a relationship. And then you can go into, um, Oh my God, what's the last one? The relationship, the life purpose, and like the pearl, the pearl is the core of all of it. I don't even know if I know the names. I just followed my whole genetic genetic profile. And then I backtracked and I started chapter one and I read the whole book. <laughs> yeah. But, I bet you didn't get the audio. Oh my God. It's so good. You open your mind and then like he, he weaves together everything. He brings yeah. together astrology and education and politics and religion. That and beautiful voice, his beautiful British voice. You're just like, so cool. <laughs> He's a mystic. You want to talk about being a mystic? Richard Rudd is a mystic. It took him seven years to download that book. And he had spent years before that traveling the world and studying. He was the person who had the license for human design in Europe first. He taught human design and eventually he said, it's, it's limiting. There's more to that. Like we can go to another level with it. And that's where Gene Keys came from. It's so incredible. It's, yeah. oh, it's like mind blowing. And it, and it goes right along with what you were talking about with the, you know, with the age of Aquarius, like mm-hmm. this, this Plutonian energy of like, 
blowing it wide open on what we know about what we know and, and who we really are and the consciousness. And, you know, it's like, I remember when you'd go to Disney and spaceship earth, right. And you'd drive around in spaceship earth and they'd be like, and you're going to talk to people on a computer and you're going to talk to people across the world. And it was like, no, we're not, but that's cute. Like Jetsons. And here we are. And, And it's so normal now. You know, the internet is like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll hop online later. I mean, our ancestors of what, 50 years ago, a hundred yeah. years ago, couldn't even, it would shatter their sense of reality yeah. to see the world as it is. Like they wouldn't mm-hmm. fit there. And so many of these things that, you know, oh yeah, all I did was look at her straight in the eyes and I downloaded her entire childhood. Like mm-hmm. that's just going to be something that people say at some point, you know, like I, I think it's really, it's really important um, that we kind of start to, like you were saying, you know, make peace with that because it's coming, it's coming fast. AI is here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, I, I <laughs> mixed feelings about it, but um, there's just so much that's like right on the horizon. And I feel cause I consider us to be the same generation. I'm sure you mm-hmm. know, but I do <laughs> energetically we are. Um, I feel like we're going to get the glimpses. So to use like a parable from like, you know, wandering the desert for 40 years, I feel like we're going to get to see it. We're going to get in, we're going to see the next level, but I don't think we're necessarily going to be the ones that are going to live in it. I think that we're setting it up and then it's our children that are going to be the ones to kind of populate it and, and, and be the first generation of it. And I don't think that my parents and that generation and again, mm-hmm. I don't consider you part of it. I'm sorry. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like mm-hmm. they're, they're not even going to see it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they were there to kind of be the thorns in the side on the way to that place. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then be like, okay, this is where I leave you. Like, here you go. And we go in and we're the pioneers just for a couple of years, maybe 20 years. And then that's when the next generation kind of grows up in that land of never being in the other one, mm-hmm. or maybe their ch- children do. I don't know. Maybe I'm channeling right now. No, I'm not itching my nose. Yeah. So I don't think I am. <laughs> I, I believe it'll be faster than that. You think so? I do. I wrote a book. I just finished a book and it, it's not totally done yet. Cause the cover isn't perfect. You know how you have to have, it's just not quite right. So it's on Amazon, but it's not actually ready yet. I've probably got another week left, but it's called an announcement. And it's a story about this couple, um, a guy and a girl who end up choosing earth, coming to earth, they meet here, and then they realize when they're together, they have this mission that they need to fulfill. And so it is all about the ascension, this idea that a new version of humanity is going to form, but we're going to do it in the structure of this current earth. And so how do the two mesh? And I believe this story sets us up for Pluto and Aquarius. It it really shows us how energy is a natural part of a conversation, how we intuitively can connect with other dimensions and other places and bring information in. And it's just what we do. It's not weird. It's how we are. And then what choices we make from there. So, yeah, I think it'll be sooner. I don't, I don't think we're going to miss it. I think we will be here for it. I really hope that we are. I mean, I think, I think we'll see it. I think we'll be there. I just don't know if, there's that much of our lives left to like really have that be the bulk of our lives is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we'll definitely see it. I don't mm-hmm. think that the generation before us will see it. I don't know. I agree. You no, do? I, agree. 
I agree with that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I think that, the, I think that the role that they were here to play was kind of to really fortify us and, mm-hmm. and to make us more of ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I see that handshake, that bus stop conversation, if you will, mm-hmm. of just like, yeah, I'm totally down to strengthen you and be your, you know, trainer in the gym of resiliency. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have, I, I feel like I have so much love for, for those individuals and, and what they were willing to, you know, to do oh. in, in this, yeah. you know, this section of earth school, um, which brings me to the question, why do you think that we're here on earth? What do you think we're here for? Mm. Oh, I love that. I think there's a duality to it. I think there are two levels of an answer. One is I believe we have an individual growth that we want to experience as a soul. So we choose to come to earth because you put on a human form, you have emotions, you have physicality, you you get to co- uh, co-create and collaborate with other humans. So I think there's this individual, I come to earth to have this expansive experience. But I think there's also this agreement to partner with Gaia, with the consciousness of our planet. I believe our our planet is this living, breathing energy field, and she has her own evolution. She has her own journey that she's taking as a host of consciousness. And so I believe she's been going through this uh, mastery status. She's played with different elements and different combinations and temperatures and ways that humans experience being here. And I believe now she's going into something different. And so souls would choose to come now to help her evolve to that next level. So I think we have our own experience, but we also have this collective. I describe it as the queen bee within the hive. Gaia is the queen bee and the hive. And we are the energies that have helped her create the hive, expand the consciousness of the hive and prepare us for its next expression. So it's really exciting to me. That's so beautiful. So exciting. It really is. It really is. And it's so powerful. Like when you recognize the everythingness and the nothingness mm-hmm. of everything, you yes. know, <laughs> like I created a meditation called that from nothing to everything. It's so beautiful. It's like, can you sit and can you just expand and expand and expand? And then you just receive all of this. I'll put the link somewhere for you. So you can you need to, it. my listeners would die for that. Oh my goodness. That is, that is so delicious. Yes. Yes. Because I think that when we distill down what we truly desire, their feelings Mm -hmm. and the feeling Mm -hmm. is the ability to feel in a void. It's like, can I just distill my experience down to just this feeling? Like the feeling at its, at its, at its distillation and at its, lowest common, you know, reduce, I don't know, (laughs) middle school words, right? To make it tiny, as tiny as it can be, like an Mm -hmm. atom. Mm -hmm. A feeling is really something that you just want to experience all by itself. Like Mm -hmm. if you think about people who do plant medicine and things like that, they want all of their other senses to converge into what? Into a feeling, right? The feeling Mm -hmm. is deeper than sight. It's deeper than sound. It's deep. It's, it's, it's all of those things kind of come together into one sensation. Mm-hmm. And why did I say all that? What the heck was that about? I would call it frequency. I would say we, we want to experience a certain frequency or a certain vibration. And, yeah. and if we can harness all of our energy and focus on the one frequency, what is that? 
And so the frequency can have an emotional word or it can have a resonance of a planet somewhere outside of Gaia or yeah, it could be anything. But to me, it's about frequency and energy. Yeah. And, and so what I'm, okay, so now I get where I was, mm-hmm. and there's almost like a nothingness in that. Yes. You don't need anything else. You don't yes. need the car, the house, the thing, the, the picture, the whatever, like all of that. I kind of like sometimes think that we're like little pieces of like Velcro on a piece of plastic in a file, like somewhere in Gaia. Like that's where we mm-hmm. really are, but we're having this holographic, you know, matrix like experience, but the soul itself is really just vibrating somewhere out in consciousness enjoying and feeling and you know kind of like the matrix but in a in a happy way mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and it's like that nothingness is really where the pleasure comes from when you don't need anything and you have the feeling anyway mm-hmm. or the sorry the frequency anyway not sorry yes. but yes to, to bring it back to congruence yeah yeah um there was something can I add to that quickly yes please do because I forgot <laughs> what I was gonna say so I don't see it I don't see it as we're outside of Gaia. I have always, and this may just be my interpretation, I've always seen it as the atmosphere of Gaia, of the atmosphere of Earth is the energy bubble of Gaia. And so when a soul chooses to come into the experience of Earth, you choose to come through an atmosphere and whatever happens here stays here. Whatever is co-created here. Yeah, exactly like Vegas. It's as crazy as Vegas. And so when the soul comes in, the only way really to do that now is through a body of a baby. And so the the agreement is I will go into this atmosphere and I have no idea what's actually going to happen when I get in there. And I, the soul, will take on the physical form of a baby. And so how long do we stay? Some souls are like, ah, <laughs> I'm back out of here. I don't want to be in this. And some of us stay our whole entire lives and we get to determine the entry and the exit from that bubble of energy. So I do feel our souls are here. What I do in my work is how much of your soul is present here. And, and it feels like a measurable amount that I can see when I'm working with clients. Are you 10% present? Are you 50% present? How much of your infinite soul is in your body? And I believe the more we embody, the more we bring the soul in and we feel what's happening, the greater the, the deliciousness of the experience the more we sit in that nothingness of each frequency and each emotion and feel the emotion and express the emotion and co-create from that emotion. But when we're not in the body, when more of us is sitting outside of Gaia than here, we miss it. We don't, we don't get to experience all of it. And so embodiment to me is the practice. It's being infinite in a body. So the way that I describe that, like that part, you know, that point of power analogy is like, if you've mm-hmm. got a three car garage and you've got three gorgeous cars in it, mm-hmm. and there's only one that's in front of the door. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you own them all. No one's saying you don't own them all. You've got the past, the present and the future. Yes. Nice. You can only drive one of them at a time. Yes. The only place where you have the ability to drive out and go into your life is the one that's in front of the door. Yes. You could have the oh, keys all of them. You own them all, but that's the point that. of power. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. I know. I Beautiful. thought that was like really like, okay. I, that makes- I, would say, I would say most people are sitting inside the house. They're not even in the garage trying to get in the car to go out the garage door. They don't yeah. even want to be in the, gar- in the car and they're missing all the adventure, right? 
So do you, just so to put you on the spot, because I never ask questions of guests about myself, but I feel compelled. Yeah, no, I'd love it. Do, what do you want to do? Have? You feel like a lot of my self is in in is here, or do you feel like most of it's still out there? What do you think? Um, I would say like 30% of you is here. Really? 70% is in the cosmos, which is actually a really high number. A lot of people are 10, 15% here. <laughs> they're not, they're not here, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of them is outside of Gaia. So why would I say 30% for you? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like a big part, is this okay? We're doing this. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a big part of your work of your gift is to be able to access all the dimensions and bring them through that. That is the role of a mystic. It's to be able to feel what's happening outside of Gaia and then bring through what that person across from you most needs. So it would make sense that a lot of your consciousness is outside tracking and monitoring and sending information and some of you is here so a third of you is present to be able to hold that and receive that when you channel when you actually open up like I've seen you do that access to source I feel like whoosh, right it all comes in it just comes does it look in. different do I look different when I'm channeling um, it's a, it's a frequency. You hold a completely different frequency. It's like your whole body's like, whoosh. I don't even know. That's the best way I can explain it. It's like direct. <laughs> I'm trying to see if it looks the way it looks, but it's just a direct flow of energy and your, your ego, your humanness is just holding space while this is flowing through you. So I believe when we do that, when we access that, it's, it's so much more of this consciousness comes in. So you're probably at 60% when you do that. It's your soul just goes, we're coming in and we're speaking through you. I have chills, right? We're speaking through you. And so what I find and what I've practiced and mastered in my own journey is, can we strengthen the physical body enough that it can hold that much consciousness just dropping in and flowing through? So some people, when they channel, they'll say, oh my God, I was so exhausted. I, I can only do it for a few minutes. I can only have one or two clients and then I'm just so depleted because it takes all my energy. It's true, right? It's your physical body isn't a, a structure that can hold that much consciousness just dropping in and moving. And so a lot of what I've worked on, and this is personal power and circumstantial, I have created a structure in my life that resources my body, that allows me enough rest I choose the foods I eat. I make sure I uh, nourish myself with nettle tea and enough water. There are these ways you can make your body physically able to handle lots of consciousness moving through. And then it's no big deal. It's like you just drop and, you know, change lives <laughs> and your no, body's yeah. fine. It's no big deal. NBD, it's fine. Yeah, no big deal. So I think that would be fun for you to play with is how do you... How do you make your body so resilient that you can channel source for hours and it's just another day? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds crazy. Oh my gosh. I mean, but I, I get what you're saying, like about the, the whooshing. I feel like 99% of the time when I'm on one of these lives, I sit here and scratch my nose the whole time because source <laughs> has something to say. I haven't scratched my nose once. So all I can think of is that source is on your side today. And like, we don't really need you, Emily. Like we've, we've got Vivi. We're okay. We'll say it through her. But that's just so interesting to me because yeah, I, I definitely feel the, 
the energy, but I don't feel like it's asking me anything right now, which is a very different feeling. Of course, now I'll psychosomatically scratch my nose for the rest of the time. <laughs> well, there's also this thing called space holding. You do that with your clients. So I do that everywhere I go for the most part. I just naturally feel my energy holding the container that we're in to support it, not to own it, but just to offer my support. And so I believe you could move a lot of energy and it would feel easy for you right now because we're in the same space. And that's just one of the things that I bring. Yeah. I love being in your space. I could be in your space forever. I'm like, hmm, how do I get into baby space more? Which reminds me, how do people get a hold of you? (laughs) They're like, oh my gosh, this is my person. I need her. I want her programs. I want, can you tell us a little bit about what working with you looks like? Can you, um, we've got some links for them. So say all the things. Sure. What does it look like to work with me? It depends on how much work you want to do. So if you want to do just a little bit of work, you can play with me on Instagram and I share my thoughts and my ideas. I drop little nuggets of inspiration. Look at you. You're so polished. (laughs) So polished. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have a lot of fun things on there. And I have a podcast that (laughs) my website, you're adorable. I let's see I have a podcast that I paused when I joined the mastermind that we're in it was just too much to manage so there's 400 episodes of me just sharing my journey my life from the last few years so if you like my voice you can go listen to me just ramble about whatever it is and there's a great one there the last one I just did at 448 is all about Pluto and Aquarius and it is such clear precise information so if anyone is wondering how are we going to handle reality bending that's a great place to start. Um, And then I created one called 2023, I think life update and 2023 calendar that's on YouTube. And it talks about how you work with me, what the different ways are that you can play. So that's a great place to go. My website, I, I don't follow the rules on websites. I have found, I know, I just don't like to follow the rules. I wanted to play the five one. It's the five one. The five (laughs) one does not follow rules. I just wanted a a feeling where someone could come get to know me, but not be in a box. And so I see my website as like an art museum or an art show and you can wander into different rooms and there's this whole thought about all the things. And then there's offerings and you go into this room and it just feels like a place where you meander and you come back to, and you'll find inspiration anywhere on my website. So yeah, that's what I do. You'll find inspiration anywhere on my website. Like who gets to say that? Like I wouldn't say that. This is the five one, right? It's like, here I am, visionary. Yes. You leave me. It's fine. I'm good either way. Oh my gosh, Vivi. It has been beyond. My middle name is Lee. Do you know that? My middle name is Lee. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You're Amy Lee. I'm Vivi Lee. (laughs) It's crazy. My, so my first name is Amy Lee, but my mom decided to put a space in it just to give me an extra level of struggle. (laughs) So on Facebook, when I first joined Facebook and I put Amy Lee Goldstein at the time, it was like, oh yeah, you can't have two first names. And now it's like, people get to have like entire sentences for middle names and like you get to have different pronouns and all these other things but at the time it was like no no two first names so I had to squish it together otherwise Mm -hmm. it would have called it my middle name and Amy is a lovely name but Mm -hmm. it's not my energetic signature so when people call me Amy like I don't feel like they're talking to me Mm -hmm. 
because mm-hmm. it's not me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it's oh, not yeah. an offensive thing. It's just a, they're not calibrating to the energy of my name. Yeah. What's your middle name? I don't have one. Oh, it's just Amy Lee as a whole name. No middle name. What would you pick as your middle name? If you could have anything. I don't know that I need one. Yeah. Amy Lee's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. I like it. When I was in high school, I used to spell it A-I-M-E-E and just mash it all together. And so throughout my whole like drama career and like being in, you know, choirs and all that and all state, I was always Amy Goldstein Mm -hmm. and it was always just one word. And then at some point I came back to using my, my real name, Mm -hmm. but yeah. And it was funny. People would be like, that's Amy Lee. And they'd be like, no, it's Amy. And they'd like, (laughs) so, but I recognize that that was a whole different person. And that's not that, that wasn't who I was. Like, that's not the same numerology, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not, not even, yeah. That's like a five, one going to a five, two or something. (laughs) Or like, or like a a Gemini rising going to a Taurus rising. See, I listen. I see you. I see you sister. (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap this up. We can keep talking, but let's get these guys out of here so they can go to the bathroom or whatever it is. Cause I'm sure they're hanging on every word. So thank you so much, Vivi, for being here. It has been I mean, you know, it's been a pleasure, but let me just say again with my voice that it has been a sincere pleasure to have you on the show. Same. Love you so much. You're beautiful. Love you so much. And that'll do it for this episode of the Dream Design Podcast. And if you think like, can they get better than that? I don't know. We'll try next time. So with that, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder, are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.